Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man, not with just one face, but two faces. It's Frank. How are you today? Well, one side says it's good, but the other side says it's bad. <laughs> I wasn't the sure where you know we were going to go. Riddler, where we were going to go. Two Face. I wasn't really sure which one you were going to go I with. I was or? gonna go. I was gonna go Riddler, and then I just for some reason I went with Two Face. It just seemed easier to say out loud, just on a whim. The man who loves to call out when boiling acid is in the room. It's Frank. it's boiling acid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be fun. I can tell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Frank, how are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, it's good to be back talking with you, my friend. How you been? It's it's good to it's good to be here. I, I've been I've been well. Summer is uh, summering, uh, as it always does, and uh, yeah, that's ba- that's about it, Frank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Truer words um, were never spoken. Coming, it's, Indeed. Is this, I don't know when this episode is coming out. It's coming out relatively soon, mm-hmm. right? As in, like, just, like, as soon as we were recording it kind of in thing. In a week, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Because I, you know, like, I don't want to be like, well, Frank, I hope to get my master's in a couple of weeks. And, you know, but and then you'd be like, this episode is coming that out was in December. forever ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm holding this episode back for months <laughs> just to get the inconsistency. Yeah. <laughs> just oh, for that, man. now I will. Yeah, right. Good times. Well, Frank, what what are you drinking today? I'm actually really excited about this beer. Um, I I've been saving my last one of these to specifically so I could talk about it with you on the show. Oh, that's nice. But uh, so this is a Lagunitas Daytime mm-hmm. IPA, and a daytime daytime IPA. And what's special about this beer, and the reason I've been saving my last one of the six pack, is that this beer only has. 98 calories and three carbs. What? Three carbs. What? And it is an IPA. And it's, it, I'm, I'm going to open it now. I haven't had one in a, in a, a week or so because again, I've been saving this one, but, and it tastes three like an IPA. Cal- like it drinks wow. like an IPA. It is, so it's, it's definitely a little lighter than, than your typical IPA. Um, that's okay. But it's still, it's hoppy. It's, um, it's kind of refreshing. It it it's uh, like I said. Other than being a little bit lighter, it definitely drinks like an IPA. It is hop forward, but not like not overly so. Um, I really enjoy it, especially for three carbs. So I I don't remember how much I've talked about this on the show, but I a couple years ago I was diagnosed with type one diabetes. That means that I I need to keep my carbs to a minimum. So and I drink beer anyway, and I just I sort of have to watch what I do. Um, when, when I, when I do that, but with this, yeah, I don't have I mean to, to worry tell you about, about it. that. That does, that doesn't mean watching yourself in a mirror while you're drinking, Frank. That's a, it's a metaphorical kind of, watch. oh, when they say, watch what you eat, they don't actually mean like watch. No, no. If you want to feel bad about yourself, watch yourself eating in front of a mirror. I have been feeling like, pretty bad about it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't do that. Oh, yeah. 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 But anyway, this has been this this beer is great because it's it's a full on IPA that I don't have to feel guilty about, and it's good. You know, it's better for better for me um, because of because of that. So yeah, it's it's been great. I I really enjoyed it, and I I haven't been able to find it again since I tried to buy it again from the same store and they were out. Um, but I'm gonna keep trying and see if they stock it again because I I need to stock up a few of these. That's good. I do love a low cal beer when you're like, I need a beer, but I had a sandwich for lunch. Right. 
you know, right. or something. You know what I mean? Something, something like that. I mean, it's got the it's ninety eight calories, so it's like the calorie count of a light beer or like a Michelob Ultra or something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but it tastes like an IPA. Um, and I, yeah, I what, what's that? What's that? Um, the gluten free beer. The uh, oh, well, there's Omission and there's Omission. Yeah, because Omission's IPA is pretty IPA like as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Would you say this one is better than that one? Is this, this is a little. Is better? This is probably a little lighter than that one. Still. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because that one's still sort of like full, but the only difference is they they use like an enzyme to get rid of the the gluten in that one, but it's still brewed gotcha. like a regular IPA. This one, I think they're the recipe must be different. Um. To 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 do what they're doing, but I very much enjoy this, and I'm I'm thrilled about it from like a health perspective. So if anybody else is diabetic or just is trying to you know do keto or anything like that, consider this. It is considered mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Lagunitas Daytime IPA. Uh, but what are you drinking today? Uh, today I am drinking a Poor Judgment. Ooh. It's a Pilsner from Graysale Brewing of Rhode Island. Nice. Graysale. Yeah, I had um I kinda had grabbed it I kinda grabbed it on the I don't know, I want to say like the like a like a whim almost. Like, oh sure, I'll I'll try this one. I've never you know, I've never had it before. But I do like a good Pilsner, so what the heck, you know, and it is delightful. Nice. Like I really I really like it. Mm. It's a little dry for a pilsner. Interesting, almost I would say. Mm-hmm. But it is tasty, mm. by tasty beyond tasty. I do recommend. Um, and I thought the poor, you know, poor judgment is P O U R, as in poor. Ah. Like, uh-huh. I know pouring a glass full of judgment. Pouring a glass full of the good old. The judgment, the judgment, the judgment pouring, judgments, let judgment rain upon you, Frank. Anyway, Frank, we're here to do what we do. We're here to do what we do best, and that is judge, Mm. you know, because, you know, because what, what are we if not, if not, you know, geeks who judge? Am am I right, Frank? Absolutely. That's definitely what we do. That's what we do. That is our, that is our lot in life. That is what we've, we've designed ourselves to do. Um, and so, Frank, you know, recently we, uh, of course, uh, the passing of Joel Schumacher, um, just a, just a, several weeks ago, and uh, and even a little bit before that, I had been kind of in the mood to watch. Um, oh my gosh, what do you call it? You know, that old chestnut of a movie, Batman Forever. Oh. I almost forgot what it was called. <laughs> I was um, like the one we're talking about, or something else. <laughs> No, 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 no. Batman Forever. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I, um, and so I said, oh, we should, uh, we should do that for the podcast, Frank. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I asked you, I asked you that today, and you, and you indulged me yeah. today, which I thought was, ver- I thought was very nice of you. Um, honestly, I'm because, very nice. You know, you know, yeah, you are very nice, I'm very, very nice. So, uh, so Frank, are you ready to talk about Batman Forever? Well, I, I mean, I could talk about Batman for thirty minutes. I don't know about it forever. <laughs> Got him, uh, Batman Forever. What a weird title, isn't it? No, <laughs> it kind of not. is. Um, it's okay. It's a. T- it's certainly Batman. Is a title that titles Batman Returns, Batman Forever. It just sort of. I I don't really see the, uh, the. Uh, Sort of the where where it developed there from from but you know whatever that's fine that's fine. you know I you know I think so I think I actually figured it out this time of watching uh, this time watching the movie where the title actually where the title actually comes from enlighten me I hadn't seen this movie and I hadn't seen this movie in a long time same and um I th- it honestly I think it comes from um I think it comes from him giving up being Batman for like three seconds. If that like, were, you know, because he's like, oh, maybe I'll, you know, you know, maybe I'll stop being Batman because I've been dating this girl for a week, you know. And then at the end, he's like, I'm Batman and Bruce Wayne because I can be. I, I, it's a choice. Batman no Riddler. more, if you will. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, isn't it just right? Though? It totally is. There's always one where he gives up being a hero, and that's it. It is that. That is this one. Yep. Yep. There's always so, one. There's always one where the hero has to decide which two, which of the two uh, people they're going to save in the end. You know, both mm-hmm. both people getting put in peril at the same time, and they have to decide which one gets saved. This one, it's movie is kind of tropey, isn't it? I had not really thought about even in the. I had not thought about those aren't, terms. Aren't but superheroes really... just you know tropey? Tropey, yeah, they sure are, Frank. Well, here's the thing: I had not seen this movie in a long time, but there's this hashtag uh, release the Schumacher cut yes. thing going around. Yes, you know, um, because um, you know, because Joel Schumacher originally wanted to make a darker film. In the vein of Batman and Batman Returns, uh, in the studio was like, no, the penguin wanting to kidnap babies and kill them scared people. So we're deciding to go in a slightly different direction. And he said, okay. Um, But that was after he had kind of made this bit of a darker version um, of of his movie. And so the movie was, uh, you know, like, you know, there were some reshoots. It was recut. It was a little, you know colorized all this different stuff and the movie became pretty colorful in in what it is now a pretty decent batman movie if i have to say so honestly yeah i like i really enjoyed i really enjoyed watching it again i hadn't seen it in a long time and it aged pretty well yeah it's 25 years 25 years old yeah it's it's it has aged pretty well actually i i didn't I think it's it's definitely cheesy and it's a product of its time and it's corny, but it's good. Like it's aged surprisingly well. It was pretty fun. It was there fun. are some things there are some things about it that I, I didn't care for, but let's we'll talk about the sure. stuff I we did like yeah. first. Um, one, get real happy when Batman that like montage of Batman suiting up at the beginning of the yes. movie. Like that's fun. That's good. That's so like good. good suit and up the, montage and the. Uh, the Danny Elfman score to go with it. It is not a Danny Elfman score. Is it not? I thought for it's sure it not, was. I guess they used the theme, but no, no, they didn't use it. It's a totally different oh my theme. Gosh. Like bum, 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 bum. that's a totally different Batman theme, and it's not Danny Elfman. Oh, um, and whose name I actually forget. So I'll use my lookup. It's Elliot Goldenthal. Oh, um, oh, okay. Hmm. Elliot Goldenthal, who got in, who, um. His music got ripped off in 300. Do you know the story? Tell um, me. Did we talk about this? We so, didn't talk about this in the 300 episode, did we? I don't. We might have. I don't remember. I don't think so. So that, but the, so the, um, once uh, Leonidas as a boy like kills the wolf and whatever else, and he's like, rep- and he's like back at the, you know, what do you call it? He's like back at the. Um, the Senate, whatever, he's like, I am man, killed wolf, but now I am boy, but now man, yes, you know, that yes, whole thing. Yes, yes, yes. There's this music that's like, like this like really operatic piece of music. And uh, it's almost note for note to a piece of music from Ellie Goldenthal from Titus starring Anthony Hopkins. Oh. It was used as temp music. When they were cutting 300 gotcha. and in the bane of temp music, they're like, make make your music sound exactly like this piece of music right. that already exists. And so he was like, uh, like, so he like tried, I would assume his best not to plagiarize the music and ended up like, like almost plagiarizing the music. Because well, when you have to match so it, to, like when they're cutting to a piece of existing music mm-hmm. and you have to match it sort of beat for beat, it's going to end up sounding really similar. That's correct. That's correct. And so, um, yeah, so WB had to like issue a statement of you know had to oh, issue a statement like that, we apologize that much. Yeah, yeah, we apologize to Elliot Goldenthal for you know like we, this is you know we have a good working relationship with him. We didn't mean any ill content, blah blah blah. Because he'd done a bunch of WB films, including, including Batman this Forever, one, right. Batman and Robin, interviewed the Vampire. So, but anyway, so that's okay. uh, that's Elliot Goldenthal. So play. Elliot Goldenthal score is the thing that I love during the suit up scene. Then, yeah. So, and throughout anyway, the movie. But that, you mean, and throughout the movie. It is a good, it is a good piece. Of, it's not the Danny Elfman music. I will, like, it's not, I don't think it's as good. Um, like, but I, but it's, it's, I don't know what it's supposed to be. And I think that's my problem with the main theme. Like, is it, is it heroic? Is it gothic? Is it, is it, 
like dissonant. Like I don't know what it. Like I don't know if it's it's like generically good, but I don't know if it's Batman good. If that makes sense, like does it mm. fit Batman or is it just a piece of superhero music? Ah, yeah, that might, it might be more of just like generic superhero music, but maybe not uh, authentically Batman or specifically Batman. Yeah. Yeah, like it's a, it's got a bit of a dark undertone to it. Yeah. So like I wouldn't slap it on Superman no. and say like good Superman music, but it, it could fit other it could fit other heroes mm. where I feel like the Elfman music is distinctly Batman. Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that 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 matters. But anyway, um I love the opening action sequence in this film. Yes. Like it's super fun. Very comic book. Extremely. Like like I'm gonna like put a grappling hook and the vault's gonna go exactly back into the building where it was. So comic book. We don't get stuff like like this wouldn't happen in a comic book. Would movie not anymore. happen today. It's nope. it's one of those things that um yeah. There's a lot of that throughout this movie. There's a lot. There's a lot of things like that that are quintessential sort of comic um, moments like that. And that's that. It, this is definitely this movie is more for kids than than the than the previous two movies were. By a, by a lot. There's still things that are not really quite kid appropriate. I would say, especially some some things with Jim Carrey's Riddler are a little uh, things he says are a little like I don't, I don't know if I'd, kids are under a certain age might I might not want them to to hear them. Oh, sure. but I mean, but I remember going to see this film in theaters, sure. and I tell you, I didn't get. Any I of it those goes over your head a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's more the stuff with Doctor Chase Meridian. Oh my that's god, a little, she like, was so horny the whole time. Oh, my God. It's like that's the thing that didn't age well, because like she's like, hey, it's me in my nightdress. And like I just use the bad signal yeah. because I want to get in your leather. pants, yeah. And yeah. and also here are my boots. Yeah. Like it was like, what is it happening? was real. Re- you're right. That was. That, yes, that was really like. nothing. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, it, it like seriously undermines Nicole Kidman as an actress. I think, very like, much so. Even. Yes, very very like, much so. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She is literally just like the girl. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and she's not supposed to be. She's like, oh, I know about psychology things, but like, she doesn't really help anybody do anything in this movie. Like. Even Vicky has kind of a purpose in Batman, yeah. and Catwoman obviously has a purpose in in um, Batman Returns. Yes, but... yes, yes. But yeah, yeah. Chase Meridian <sighs> does not. She she does not. She no. She's yeah. She like kind of helps Bruce. See, this is where the like the Schumacher cut thingy right. comes in, right? You know, because like you can see that she's really there to help Bruce work out his duality issues because the movie wants to talk about them because once he like brings dick you know 32 year old dick grayson into his home <laughs> because he has nowhere else to go um when he was like oh, i don't want to have to deal with the paperwork to get adopted or whatever i was like you're 40 yeah like but even like they say something like what even bruce later in the movie goes how about dick grayson college student and i'm like so he's at least 18 right <laughs> So he's not going to be adopted. Okay. Right? right. Like, yeah. yeah, that bit, very confusing. Um, but anyway, but like he says, to, like he has flashbacks to his parents wake and in that like time. He's like, it's happening again. You know, like he's actually like by Dick's, the death of Dick's parents actually like is a form of PSA, uh, P, PT, PTSD for him, which I thought that's, really interesting yeah. that actually had never really been done in the comics before it's normally like bruce being like oh, i'm gonna be a good person because i understand what that kid's going through but you don't actually see it co- like re-traumatized right. you don't see it as trauma until until this movie really right that really interesting mm-hmm. and the movie doesn't really do much with that apart from chase being like here's this doll that's black on one side and white on the other right. side like maybe you'll feel better it's yeah. the kind of thing that, like, I mean, you know, was explored more in Batman Begins, uh, was ex- gets explored more in, in, you know, superhero filmmaking today. And I'd be really curious mm-hmm. if, if this Schumacher cut really does happen. I'd be really curious to see if it was explored more in that cut and to what degree. And then we'll know, was it the studio being like, ah, these they just want to see people punching stuff. Don't get all heady. That's right. 
That's right. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know that there is a there are a lot of deleted scenes back when you know the DVD days and whatever else, and like that red note diary that he talks about his dad's diary that has a big old interplay and a whole like thing in the movie. So, but I'm not. Maybe it's not good, and that's why maybe. they maybe. Redid, you know, it's not every time. Sometimes what I mean, right? Sometimes studio interference is a good thing. Yeah, you know, Doc Doc Brown was supposed to have a monkey oh, as know. an assistant. You know, like before before studio interference. Sometimes it's okay. For sure. Uh, you know, so but I don't know. I don't know if that's the case with this. I don't know if that's the case with this movie or not. It's really maybe a we'll find out. Cat situation. I did see somebody at WB was like, we don't even know if that footage exists anymore. It's twenty five years ago. Like it might not. Like it might not be around That's anymore. It might not have survived. So, um, so who knows? But uh, but anyway, so I I like that opening scene. Like the guy in the vault, like oh no, it's boiling acid. Oh God, like you can almost feel the comic panel yes. in that though, like a sixties or seventies comic panel. Like we got to tell you what it is, audience, so you know what it is. Because yep. otherwise, it looks like it's just filling with water. water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Credit to this movie for Batman actually fighting. He does. Like, legitimately fighting with the kicks and the flips and the, you know, like, I think, uh, like, those suits were not made to move like mm. that. So, so it, the way Schumacher shot the film really allows you to believe that he can move um, and move well in that suit. And I, I always, I thought that was very impressive. Like, it's actually, like, he's actually doing Batman yeah. stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of really cool shots of him like i mean it doesn't look great with the green screen now but him like descending to the for the second bank of gotham like his capes flying out to the side you know like that's that's good stuff very good stuff yeah it looks good a lot of action scenes that don't matter in this movie though there like are the whole batmobile chase sequence yeah with like what is it what is happening honestly that's sort of what i meant when i was like oh they want more pump kicking and punching and stuff like I feel like some of that is like it's not it doesn't move the story along some of it. It It's just sort of because this is an action movie, because this is a superhero movie. Let's have some kicking and punching. Let's have that's right stuff blowing up. Let's have, you know, the Batmobile chase scene like some of it is is just for that. And like, fair enough. It was it was a 1995 superhero movie meant to sell mm-hmm. toys um, and Happy Meals. Sure was. So like, all right, fair enough. Like there you're going to have that. But um, but it's fun. Like those scenes, as much as they're not really consequential, are still fun to watch. And maybe that's my bias because I was six when this movie came out. But like, mm. and I had that Batmobile. Uh, but uh, oh, did yeah, you? Yeah, I love that Batmobile. Um, yeah. Do you, I actually don't like this Batmobile at all? Oh, interesting. I think I like it because I had the toy, so I have an emotional you had attachment the toy. to sure, it. That make it, that makes sense. But yeah. but I totally see why it's it. It's an unconventional look for a Batmobile, for sure. It's very it is, it, mid-90s. Oh, sure is. It's the exposed skeleton I figured, look of the yeah. Batmobile. Like, it just doesn't... And that was sort it of... It doesn't seem right. That was sort of the aesthetic of this movie, though, right? Because in the, the bat, bat boat we saw also had that same look. Yep. You know? Yep, yep. The plane the doesn't, plane, but... not really, um, yeah. But it is cool that we get a Batmobile, the plane, and the boat all in the same movie. Yep. And this is the only movie to do the Bat Boat. I mean, Ro- Batman and Ro- Batman Returns has like the sewer skiff thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's really a boat or not, mm. but um, raft. But something, it's something along those yeah. lines. But it's cool. It's cool. All the it's same. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. The, the I, uh, um, effects are actually go really good in this movie. I think like there's a lot of practical effects that I that that mm-hmm. still hold up pretty well. Like it still has that that look of like you can tell it's real you can tell like there's a batmobile crashing through the whatever that was the like clock clock or what i forget what it was but like breaking through the glass um oh sure you can tell that's that that was actually like probably a minute that was a thing yep but yep um because of that it looks it looks pretty aged pretty well it looks it looks pretty good and it has that same this is when we were sort of getting to the pinnacle oh are you talking i'm sorry are you talking about the helicopter going through the eye at the beginning of the movie, where like Two Face yes, escaping that's exactly the helicopter. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yes. yeah, that looked really I it good. Like three that, hours that ago, whole... and I was like, "Was it a Batmobile? What was it?" Um, yeah, no, it was a helicopter. It was a helicopter <laughs> going through the the uh, the the 
the optometrist yeah, symbol. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Ecclestein's billboard. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, good <laughs> reference. Oh, man. That's a good one. Um, but yes, it was that. It was that. Um, that looked like, I thought that looked pretty great. Like, that was aged really, really well. And there is some CG. Like, there's an establishing shot of Wayne Enterprises, that's, that Wayne Tower, that, that's, yeah. that looks CG. And you can tell it's CG, but it's not bad. No, it's, I've seen worse CG now mm-hmm. than that. But you know what? Because because it's limited, they were like, spend, you know, take your time developing this shot. So it still looks pretty okay. And only use it where it'll like look convincing. Right. What I, what I, thought, I thought actually looked really good still was when Batman jumps off of the building um, after Enigma's party. Yes. And he, like, descends down to the tubes. That whole sequence is really cool. Really good. Like, really cool. And, like, I don't – I couldn't really tell you another Batman movie where I, like, see something, like, that comic – likeness yeah because batman and robin takes it to the next level where they're like surfing down it's... off an exploding rocket where that's like it's too far that's silly so, that, that that gets you're, in... you're at the ex- yeah. yeah that gets into like batman 66 level antics you know which is what right. it was trying to do but but yeah it, sure yeah yeah yeah, but uh, but this one this one toes the line between some of those antics that's i it. mean like riddler's like brain drain machine is like kind of a 66 yeah. antic but i can also see it happening in the comics it's, at the it's same very, time yeah it's it it is very very comics i i will say some of the performances are very over the, you know in, deliberately over the top jim carrey for sure um sure. jim carrey was doing his jim carrey thing he was right off of the yeah. mask he was he was at the height of his you know all, all the, the mid 90s jim carrey mm-hmm. movies that everyone remembers him for um yep. that was his this slots right in there. Yeah, but even yeah. Tommy Lee I Jones. Mean, oh, Tommy Lee Jones definitely watched Jack Nicholson as the Joker and went, "Yeah, I can do." Yeah, that. yeah, that's that's what his performance is like. He's not Two Face. He this movie has a fundamentally like like mis it has a fundamental misunderstanding of Two Face. Yeah, where like the scene where he's flipping his coin in Wayne Manor waiting to get the town spin like that's not like that's not how the coin flip works at all no that what that feels like they thought okay maybe penguin was pushing it maybe we need to go back to more of a joker type villain sure which is kind of funny because joker is that 89 joker is still kind of scary yeah we talked i think we talked about this when we did our commentary uh, yeah. for, for our five year anniversary, he's still yeah, like, like menacing and and yeah, threatening. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wait till you get a load of me. Like that's that's pretty scary yeah. to uh, to a little kid. Yeah, and um, the it's funny because you know Tommy Lee Jones famously did not like Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. You know, he told him early on. You know, I will not sanction your buffoonery, right? That's an actual quote from Tommy Lee Jones. Because Tommy Lee Jones Carrey. was a serious actor. And he thought that sure Jim was. Carrey was just the new kid who was like the new sort of like whatever. Your people find you funny. You're like Jerry Lewis or whatever. You're not a serious actor. You're a comedic actor that people find funny for now. And in five years, you'll you'll fizzle out. He was wrong right. about that, and but that's what he thought. That's right. And and I mean, Tommy Lee Jones had just won the Oscar for for The Fugitive, mm-hmm. and you know he was big stuff, big stuff. But yeah, but um, but it's funny that I think. I think Jim Carrey's performance is, in a weird way, a little more mellow than Tommy Lee Jones's. Hmm. Like, like, because Jim Carrey has levels, you know, in this film. Like the when he starts as Edward, and he's like this quirky guy, but he could actually be pretty sinister, you know. Um, Tommy Lee Jones is just like it, like, like he starts calm. And then as soon as he turns his face to be like, dude, dad, blah, blah, like, that's it. Now he's at 10. He's at that's 10. It. He's at 10 for pretty much the whole movie. You're right. I would say I would say Jim Carrey's performance is more nuanced. Like, he has mm-hmm. some nuance. He has levels. He's he's at a 10 sometimes, but he's in a 6 when he needs to be. He's at a 2 when he needs to be. Um, and that's, yep. yeah, there's more nuance there. Yeah. 
That's right. And I mean, his performance is 100% based on, on Frank Gorshman's 66. Definitely. Riddler. Like, that's the laughing, the cackling, the running around. Like, that is Frank Gorshman. Who won an Emmy for that portrayal, you know? So, it, it's fine. I, it's not my preferred version of the Riddler, but I think he's real fun. I think so, too. Like... I, th- I think the the look really works too. I think his like onesie pajama look yeah. like it shouldn't work, but because he's like this weirdo like kind of like buffoon, I don't if you will, a, uh, he's a buffoon exactly. Like he like he he makes it. He really makes it. He work. makes it work. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's fun. The, all all that's fun. Um, Chris O'Donnell does not really make Dick Grayson work, though. I think that's actually where some of the fault is. He's actually a really good Jason Todd. Mm, he's not, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but but he's not really Dick Grayson. He's got too much of an edge. Yeah, but a lot of that, I have to say, a lot of that is the the writing more than it is. The I don't. I think Chris O'Donnell could have done a different version. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. This is not to disparage Chris O'Donnell's acting. Right. I think it's the the version of the character he was yes. handed, and I think he does a good job with the version of the character he was handed. But I. Um. But it's not. It's not. Dick it's Grayson. not Dick. It's not Dick. Yeah. I, no. I will say for people, you know, people talk about the Schumacher films, especially Batman and Robin, but this film too, as being too too cheesy and too just taking it to too much of a comic book level. This is this is you know think about what everyone knew of Dick Grayson before this movie like they knew they knew Batman sixty six they knew Burt Ward and this is a whole right. different take that that made it pushed it more like more nineties more uh, you know current for that time um, mm-hmm. so say what you will about about these movies swinging back too far towards the um, the Batman sixty six camp. Uh, mm-hmm. it gave you this version of Robin, which, while it's not really Dick Grayson, is not campy. You know, it's true. You know what this is, this is kind of the equivalent of? This is casting Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. You have to swing out so far in the other direction to get away from what the pop, the zeitgeist or the pop culture thinks, what the culture thinks that Robin is, right. that Dick Grayson is. So let me show you this cool dick grayson the one that rides a motorcycle and has an ear pierced and can do kung fu with his laundry and you know like all of these different um you know these different things that's why i said some things don't 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 work so well it reminded Um, me of the cape trick supergirl was doing in like season three with monel oh sure (laughs) yeah 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 I remember kung fuing laundry when I was a kid, though. After uh, seeing this, like it's almost like it's almost like Jar Jar. Like when you're a kid, you're like, I don't. That's fine. I, I don't understand why you're all mad. Yeah, yeah. And then as an adult, you're like, well, maybe that's not the best. But you know <laughs> right. what? I don't care. You know. <laughs> right. So, but at the time, yeah. I mean, this, I remember when this movie came out. Uh, I, it was it was it was huge that that summer that year. Like it was. Yeah, it was all mm-hmm. of the. I, I remember like the. Burger King toys or McDonald's toys, whatever they were. I rem- McDonald's. Burger King was re- Batman Returns because McDonald's had those glass, um, the glasses. I remember the glasses. The glass glasses. Yeah. I remember the glasses. I remember, like, every kid having, I think I had a Batman Forever lunchbox, I think, mm. um, briefly. Maybe I got it as a gift or something, but because I was more of a Superman kid, but I think someone gave it to me. Sure. Um, I, I remember having that Batmobile. I remember... It's like it being everywhere that that year mm-hmm. and like all the merch, all the that that um, image of the the question mark, the Riddler question mark using the bat signal as the dot at the bottom of it. Right. In in the sky. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember that is burned in my brain. That was probably in a trailer or a TV spot um, or something. I think it was in like toy commercials and the McDonald's there commercials. You go. And I think it was everywhere. It was it was everywhere. So I remember that very when I saw that watching the movie again, I was like, oh, yeah, that's an image from 25 years ago. That's still in my brain. So yeah, yeah, it was it was big. It was big at that time. It was it made an impact. And and so I rewatching it, I have more fondness for this movie than I do for Batman and Robin, I think. Mm-hmm. Partly cuz I do think it is a better movie than Batman and Robin. It is a better movie than Batman and Robin. But I also yeah, am more absolutely. attached to it, so I'll acknowledge that. <laughs> sure. I I think objectively like there isn't really anything that is too wrong with the film like if you were looking at it a right and wrong thing like sometimes it's really the Bruce Batman chase relationship that's the weird thing and if you're looking for comic accuracy like 
like look away from Tommy Lee Jones right. and, and Dick Grayson. But like for the most part, but I mean, like for the most part, it like it does. A, it does more right than wrong. Yes. And I think it is uh, I think it is maligned for um, because of Batman and Robin, like as you said. But, I think like, that's but it. it. I think people lump them together, and I I tended to lump them together until today when I'm rewatching it for the first time in five. Yeah, or 10 years. me me too, me too. I even really like the Gotham aesthetic. I like do. I didn't when I was a kid, like the day glow and the lights. But like as like watching it, I was like, this is really fun. I like this. It. Is so interesting. It's a good look. Yeah. I love the big statues in the middle of the city. Like it's it's cool. It's so it's like they took the gothic and art deco combo, like the German expressionist Burton Gotham, and totally just ratcheted up the art deco to ten. Beautiful. And, and it's really cool. Like you couldn't make a city like that. It's not right. like which is why I like it because I like I want a giant like Apollo in the middle of the city. You know what I mean? That's just doing nothing sure. but being there. Why not? It's fun. Uh, uh, you know what else is fun? Mm. Drew Barrymore. John yep. Favreau. Wait, John Favreau? John Favreau. What? what? <laughs> yep. What? Yep. Here, let me, let me see if I can find a screenshot of it. But John Favreau, I, I swear I saw John Favreau in the background. John Favreau as a guest star on season three of Friends. John Favreau? That John Favreau. Wow. Wow, he, what's he doing these days? Uh, yeah, I don't know anything. <laughs> anything big? Wow. Yeah, there he is. That's him. That's definitely him. I I thought I spotted him. And that's what? Him. Yep. Send it my I'll way. Send it your way. I will also send it to the show notes. John um, freaking Favreau. Yes, Drew Barrymore. Sugar and spice. Uh, yeah. 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 Sugar and Spice told me a lot about myself. Oh when boy, I was a kid. So oh, yeah. boy. Uh, Nicole Kidman yeah. told me a lot about myself. Um. Her Australian accent comes out strong in one scene. Did you? I did catch it, but and and she did a lot of ADR for this movie. Um, I wonder if it she? was to clean up the to clean up the accent or something. Uh, maybe she like worked with a dialogue coach. Uh, um, but um, yeah, there was there was one scene where she was like, yeah, like she was like blah blah came blah, out. like two face two face did something strange. <laughs> you're like, oh my god. <laughs> Oh goodness gracious! Yeah, um, came out strong. She was too interested in seducing Batman and his rubber nipples on top of, you know, <laughs> yeah. Which you know, it's funny because it's always Batman and Robin that like gets the crap for the nipples. But I'm like, Batman Forever has them too. Yeah, like, totally. Nobody, like, and she was like massaging them. Yeah. John freaking Favreau right? on the Wayne Enterprises staff. Yep. Whoa. Here's a better picture. Yeah, I'll put this in the Good show notes too. Catch. Um, but yeah, I, I saw him for a second and I was like, "That's Favreau," and it's yeah, you know what? It's because of Friends that I recognized him uh, because he yeah, looks, because this apart from the goatee, that's what he looks like in Friends. Same time period. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, I I was I before I started Batman and Robin, I watched the John Favreau episode of Friends. No that's kidding, really? Like, today it was like in my brain. Yeah. Oh wow, that's and so I didn't. Funny. I, I had I we had a weird John Favreau marathon. Funny. <laughs> Yeah, so there you go, little little fun, uh, and then Ed Begley Jr. of course. Um, sure, yeah, he was great. Yeah, he was great. Back to work, Edward. He was also <laughs> doing the over the top thing, but you know, that's... He, he was. But I, I like. I mean, I think he probably felt like he had to if Jim Carrey's in the room um, exactly. because Val Kilmer is like we haven't even really talked about Val Kilmer <laughs> specifically. He's fine. He's he's fine. I don't find him bad. And I don't necessarily find him very good either. Like he's yeah. like he's he's a guy in in the movie. He's yeah, it's true, it's true. He's he's sort of uh, I, you, apart you know, from he, ba- apart from Batman, no more. Yeah, what he says is very good. Yeah, like. You know, like the way he says that, you know, like he's very he's compassionate. He's good. He's not an idiot. You know, like he's good as Batman and Bruce Wayne. So every so often he slips into like there's some weird stuff like he doesn't really know how to act as Batman. But um, he's George Lee, you know, like the. Yeah, that's exactly what he's not good. He's not bad. He just is. Um Joel, Joel Schumacher famously hated he called him like a psychopath or something like that like I think he said I'll never work with Val Kilmer again he's a psychopath or yeah. 
something like that. I'm I'm actually I I know it's a one look up, but I want I want Fair. the exact quote. Is so is that why we got Clooney after after this? Yeah, because he wouldn't work mm-hmm. with him again. We refuse to work with him again. Mm-hmm. He says he was just the worst. Yeah, uh, that's his prerogative. In twenty nineteen, in twenty nineteen, Joel Schumacher did an interview with the playlist. Um, According to the filmmaker, there was no shortage of issues on set, specifically with Tommy Lee Jones, who joined the film. Jones was difficult to work with. Jones was was fabulous in The Client, said Schumacher, but he was not kind to Jim Carrey when they were making Batman Forever. And I didn't say... And I didn't say Val Kilmer was difficult to work with on Batman Forever. I said he was psychotic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, wow! That's that. There you go. Wow, that is. Um, says here's the difference between Val Kilmer and Tommy Lee Jones. I don't care what state Tommy is in emotionally. When that camera rolls, there is no bad take. Mm. Val's a different story, but he was a fabulous Batman. Hmm. So that, that's classy, Joel Schumacher. Actually, I mean, except for the part where he was it, like, I didn't say he was the, difficult. I said he was psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that part's not so classy. But for him to like even like, but to like weirdly like put himself aside to be like he was psychotic, but he did a good job. Yeah. I think that I think that's that's something. But it seemed like the Tommy Lee Jones thing. He says like, with all due respect, Tommy Lee Jones, he's a scene stealer, right? And so when and so when he didn't have the ability to steal the scene because of Jim Carrey, he didn't like that so much. Mm. And that was the difficult that was the difficult part. That's interesting. But I'd say to both of their credits, you wouldn't know that watching this movie. No, you would not. You would not know that. You'd think they're the best of friends watching this they movie. They were they yes, yes. Because they're good at what they do, both of them. They are. Yeah. They are good at what they do. Valka and Valkyrie is he is a good he is a good Batman. I don't I honestly So here's the th- here's the thing. I think that I um, this is a hot take, Joel. I think I think George Clooney is better. Um, I actually I, think, I don't I don't disagree with you. I think George I think George Clooney is for what they're both handed. I think George Clooney does a better job at what he's handed than Val Kilmer, and I think George Clooney would have elevated this movie in a way Val Kilmer couldn't have if they if right. they had reversed it. I, I you know what. I think he's a better bat. Clooney's a better Batman, but I think he's a much better Bruce Wayne. Clooney is a fabulous Bruce Wayne. I like he's second only to. Oh, yeah, I always forget. I don't know. There's a lot of good Bruce Waynes out there now. Bale was a great Bruce Wayne because you almost, in some ways, I in some ways I have like fully yet to see all of. You know what I mean? Like yeah. both of them combined. Like I think Bale's Batman is much to be desired, but his Bruce Wayne is stunning. Like yes. it's it's so good in all three films. But his Batman is just okay, and that's not all him. Some of it's the way it was shot. You know, like he's not a very good fighter. He breathes through his mouth the whole time. It's kind of some of it's strange. The voice is weird. I hate you I know hate like, the voice. Hate, yeah. yeah, I hate the voice. You know. Ben Affleck is, I think, is the closest that you can. Uh, ben Affleck's the closest that you can get. He's he's great across the board. Um, you know, uh, he he gets all sides of the character, um, except that he's just the the spot that Batman is in in Batman v Superman is so angry that you're not getting like um, healthy Batman, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's in a because he's in a dark and emotionally depressing place. Yeah. Um, but but Clooney is weirdly on top of his game, you know, like, you know, like he's happy to be Batman. He's happy to be Bruce Wayne and life is OK, even though things are terrible. And and that's good. But his Bruce Wayne is is pretty spectacular. Like You can believe that his Batman could beat people up if he had to, like in a different world. Like you could stick Clooney in any other Batman movie and he could do it. Yeah. Yeah, I if think Batman, he could. You know what I mean? I do think he like, could. Like, if you stuck Clooney in Batman 89 or Returns or Forever or V Superman or 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 the Dark Knight trilogy, like, he'd crush every single version mm-hmm. of that, of the of, of Bruce Wayne. I think I you're right. I don't think Val Kilmer. Yeah, I don't think Val Kilmer could. Yeah. But his chin looks good in the suit, True. I will say. True. He's got a good, he's got a good frame. 
um, for it. He looks shorter than he is. He's six feet tall, but for some reason, like maybe because everybody's tall in this movie, he he looks weirdly mm. average size. Mm. Um, hmm. Favorite? Do you have like a favorite scene? Like like that you stopped in the middle of the movie and you're like, "Wow, that was really well done." I don't remember that being so well done. Um, actually, yes. When um, when Riddler. Uh, sort of reveals himself uh, and is like parading uh, to Batman. Mm. Uh, I didn't remember enjoying that as much. And it's been a long time since I've seen this. So like it was almost, I mean, it's like the first time essentially as an adult that I'm watching this. The last time I watched it, I was maybe in my early 20s or something like that. And I I Mm -hmm. still was watching it the way I had watched it as a kid with those like attachments and stuff. So it's been a long time since I've like had a clean purge and been able to watch it from from fresh so i think that Mm -hmm. that hit me as much as it's um again over the top i enjoyed it because it fits this movie yep i agree i think the death of the graysons is remarkably handled like the whole circus the whole circus segment actually even just like the the acrobat the trapeze stuff is like it's really well shot and done and like I really felt something when they died. And it's not like I knew they weren't. I like remember like all of this stuff, but I think I'm looking at it almost like as a post nine eleven, like like this thing got attacked by terrorists in the middle, like in the, you can call them super criminals or whatever you want, but he's basically a terrorist mm-hmm. and like this circus event got attacked by a terrorist mm-hmm. group in the middle of this event and people died. Yeah. And like watching it from that perspective you're like oh this is really upsetting and really sad yeah and like really scary in its own way when you watch it through that lens today yeah it is it is very yeah very different yeah yeah because some of it doesn't like work that way like riddler's like device doesn't really work that (laughs) way and you know like some of that stuff is like it's not that but like people showing up at the circus with guns and killing a bunch of people that's real yeah that is just kind of that's real yeah, it's real in a way that like Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's again different but like in in uh Dark Knight like when robbing mm-hmm. the banks or whatever like that's that's scary stuff and and this mm-hmm. is kind of the same idea. It's played up for laughs a, a little bit as much as the, the flying Graysons die. Um it, it it's dealt with differently, but when you really look look at it for what it is, you're absolutely right. Yeah, uh, I will say that that scene though, where where um, Bruce stands up and he's like, "Harvey, I'm Batman." I forgot that, about that. I that forgotten about that. You don't think it works? Yeah, yeah. It's it's no. it's not great, but I I I was just more surprised that it happened because I didn't remember it. I do like this like sense of selflessness that he has. Yeah, but like, it doesn't really. I can say. I can save these people by doing this, but it's really not his style. It's not his style. That's it. It's not his style. He would find another way. That's right. That's the. Well, I guess that in some ways that's like almost the bane of writing Batman, where if you don't agree with the decision, you're like Batman would find another way. No, Bane well, is, a different, Bane is a different. That's a different movie. Oh, that's next movie. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, that's, that's movie. yeah. It's Batman and Robin. Sorry. Oh my yeah. gosh, we got them all confused. Don't get excited though, because he's pretty lame. That is true. Um, two things I want to mention. One, I really like Enigma's obsession with Bruce Wayne so much that he like dresses like him and his hairstyle like him. He draws a little mole on his cheek mm-hmm. and like How's my he wears mole? the same glasses. And, right, fine. Um, he like Bruce wears glasses, takes off the glasses. Enigma takes off the glasses. Like this weird mirror yeah. game that he's playing, real fun. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, I like that. I like his light up sweater at the end. Yeah. It keeps me safe while I'm jogging at night. <laughs> <laughs> yep. In, very enjoy, enjoyable. Enjoyable. I had, oh shit, I had one more and I forgot. So it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, um Yeah, there was there's lots there's lots to enjoy about this movie. Yeah. For one th- for one thing. You got it. Like when when Robin shows up in costume, right? And you know, they're having their all like, oh, what's that stand for? You know, that whole that whole thing. And Robin to Batman's face is like I can't promise I won't kill Harvey. I know. And Batman's just and Batman's like man's got nope. to go his own way. I'm like, what? I'm no, like, no, no. That's not all no. right, man. You just could what? No, no. And then 
But it's okay because in Batman's mind, he's like, don't worry. I was already planning on killing him with these fake silver dollars yeah. that I had in my utility belt. It's all good. Yeah, that that part I didn't care for. Like, this movie comes so close to Batman not willingly killing people. So apart close. from him, like, oh, I see, like I went out of the way and the missile killed those people instead. So close. And then he just, like, legitimately murders Harvey Dent. Yeah. Bummer. Bummer that we couldn't. If Batman could, he, Batman could defy gravity and save two people at the same time, but he can't, but he can't. put a line around Harvey's <laughs> yes. leg. Yes. Just, yeah, no, no nah. can't do it. Couldn't do it. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Um, whatever. I love that we got a holy rusted metal Batman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I also like Batman's reaction yeah, like, to what? that. Like, no, it's it's like, metal and it's no, rusted. It's, it's, it's got holes. holes. It's holy. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I, I, you know what? I'm gonna give that to them because it was worth it for the for the meta joke. Like, that's. That's fun. And then the yep. um, could, could you at least bring a sandwich this time? I'll get. I'll go to the drive-through. Whatever. I'll, I'll go through drive-through. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Can I persuade you to take a sandwich with you, yeah. sir? I'll get drive-through. Oh my god. I do. I think that line is funny. I think like, that's funny. I, uh, and that's way better than the bat credit card. Oh, bat credit. Card. It's it's in the same vein, but it's much better than the bat credit card. Yeah, but like Batman can be jokey with Alfred. Yeah, that's okay. Yes, like exactly. that's okay. Yeah, I think like that. I'll get drive through is a like in the vein of the Batman animated series Neil Adams Denny O'Neill vibe of Batman. Sure, you know, like people talk about Heart of Ice from the animated series, like it won an Emmy. It's amazing. Like you do remember that he won that battle by throwing chicken soup on Mister Freeze, right? And he's like, "Cures the calm and cold." That's that kind of joke. Yeah. It's a pun. Yeah, it's like that kind of yes. like dad joke. Yeah, yeah, quippy. Yeah. Yeah, it is a little quippy. Yeah, this movie's fun. I'm glad. I'm glad that we watched it. I'm glad we did. I'm very glad we did. Should we watch Batman Forever soon, just for the sake of watching Batman Forever? You mean Batman? I mean Batman Robin? Forever. I mean Batman and Robin. See, I did it again. Yeah. See. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Cool. I'm, I'm down for that. And and to watch the little uh, documentary where they apologized for making it. I know. I you know what's so like. There are other bad movies out there. Oh yeah. You know, like you didn't need to apologize that much. It's like, it truly. is it is very funny to me how much they apologize for having made that movie. Like it's, yep. I find it very uh, amusing how much they are, how apologetic they are. Like, look, we know, we know. Oh my God, you've been telling us for twenty years. We know. I know. Yeah. We know. It's okay now. Yeah, you can stop. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, hey. I'm down. Let's let's do that. Let's watch that. Oh, cool. Well, Frank, tell us where the people can find us. You can head on over to beerwithgeeks.com and find all episodes of uh, this podcast. You can go to thoughtbubbleaudio.com and find uh, all episodes of all of the Thought Bubble Audio shows, all the shows on our network. You can go to patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio and support us that way. Um, And we would really, really appreciate your support there. A dollar a month gets you you. Some uh, some behind the scenes stuff, some some episodes we've put out there that are just for just for patrons, um, and uh, some um, uh, early access to Beer with Geeks episodes. Um, so for that for that level, um, you get access to those things, uh, and you're helping to support us. You can also support us by leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or whatever it is that uh, you listen to your podcasts on. Really, any anything you can do uh, is really really appreciated and then follow us uh, at beer with geeks on twitter and email us at beer with geeks at gmail.com that's very good frank that's excellent uh well um frank let's watch some 3d tv what do you say <laughs> sounds good <laughs> okay cool well until next time cheers, cheers.